Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Athletic Hockey Show. I'm joined by Sean Gentili. And oh, my gosh, do we have a good show for you today? It like may be our best yet. Sean, fair to say. I mean, we haven't recorded it yet, but I'm projecting. I mean, we the part we have recorded is Brady Kachuk. Yes. So that already gives us a leg up. If, if all Sean and I do is intro Brady Kachuk and then talk about him for five minutes after, it's a great show. It's a 10 out of 10. So at this point, all we can do is make it worse. We're just going to sit and we're up gonna here. we're going to try. Yeah, we're going to argle-bargle for the next, for the next <laughs> 25 minutes. I hope you're listening to this on 2X on your favorite <laughs> podcast player. Um, Brady Kachuk is our guest. And as we continue to do a lap around the Kachuk family, of course, it's America's... Uh, America's fa- the first family of American hockey um, that's trademarked by Keith. That, th- that was the hat he was wearing that he refused to throw onto the ice. I think actually Sean asked that question. We get to the I bottom. Of, we got to the bottom of a lot. We got to the bottom of um, the hat. We got to the bottom of um, uh, what was the video that that he had watched the uh, of his um, Claude Lemieux quote. Oh yeah. Uh, oh my yeah, gosh. I. First off, we taped this last, in full disclosure, we taped this a week ago, so yeah. it feels like it happened last month. I've already I know, forgotten like, the questions that I've asked. Those, <laughs> all low those many years ago that we spoke to Brady Kachuk, but now he's, I mean, he's fun. They're all, they're all fun. We're they're better off fun. that they're, we're better off that they're around. Um, yeah, the, he was, we talked, so we talked about the Gilbert Gottfried reading his quote as Keith touched. He sounded very excited about it. The, it's all, it's all, it's all Whatever. fantastic. So just Don't bear with us for a the minute. Interview. I'm not going to recap it. I'm just excited about it because it was so good. Um, yeah. And but there are there's some topics you want to get to. The second we hung up with Brady, Sean's like, oh, we should have asked about Nick Paul because mm-hmm. he would have a great insight. Like it was, it's the only thing we didn't ask him, I think. And then of course Nick Paul last night got through a win. For the Tampa Bay Lightning, back in the series, so we want to get to some offseason stuff because there's a really some really interesting things happen. But let's start there. Um, Tampa, Tampa did what they had to do last night, and thankfully, the series that we all wanted is going to be a series. I, we think. I guess we need some more good games. Like it's <laughs> sure it's two one, but a thirty three percent rate on actual enjoyable watchable games isn't isn't great it's something that we we just saw it from the nba right yeah like warriors celtics was fine (laughs) and it's a six game series one of them was 
actually like memorably entertaining, like maybe one and a half. So I'm, I'm a little worried that that's kind of the route that we're headed here, but in a vacuum, I don't think, I mean, that result last night wasn't, wasn't much of a surprise. And we talked about this on the Monday show too. I think a lot, maybe sometimes too much gets made of series changing, changing venues everyone wants to act like line matching is always a big deal. And that's not necessarily true. Like sometimes it's, it just matters less than others. But giving Cooper the opportunity to get who he wanted out there when he wanted them out there is is a big deal. And, um, you know, they I got think it is a big deal. Like, why, do you have to, why are we downplaying the ability to get the player you want against their best players? Like, I'm not, I, I'm not they down, were, it was like, I'm not downplaying They were 14 it. and saying, 1, these two teams at home going into that game. Like, yeah, I'm There's just a saying for that. with these teams, with these teams, it's a thing. Not with not with all of them. That's just that's just the way it works. Like some coaches don't just care less about about matchups. Gerard Gallant, like he doesn't. It doesn't matter to him. Like you're going to get who you're going to get <laughs> out, out, out there out there at a given time. So it's not necessarily an, an important. <laughs> Poor Gerard thing. just got. Just, no, I think, I mean, I think that's Gerard just, Gallant probably. That's not, if, if he was, even, the Rangers were in the Stanley Cup Finals, he would he would have thoughts on who is playing against McKinnon. I bet you he's. I'm not that. knocking him. Like he's he's pretty open about it. Like he just yeah. he want he wants guys that go out there and succeed against against whoever, right? Like it's just it's a tactic, whether you agree with it or not. I, I the biggest thing to come out of last night, though, aside from maybe Vasilevsky getting back on track, because mm-hmm. this is like this is sort of what we saw from him against New York, right? First two games are duds, finds a stride in game three. You know that's that as far as his performance is concerned. But the biggest thing to me is like, yeah, is Darcy Kemper a problem? Mm. Like, do the Avs are they going to have to are they going to have to do something here? Because there were plenty of moments last night, in particularly against our buddy Nick Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, great, great as it was that he gutted it out, and you know, awesome as he looked for ninety percent of that move that he made on Kemper on his goal. Uh do we have a goalie controversy for a team that's up 2-1 in the Stanley Cup final? Because it kind of feels like we do. It does. And that's not, I mean, that like that's the worst case scenario here. Like that, if you're Colorado, because they come out house of fire and you're like, boy, there is anybody going to stop this team? And and now all of a sudden you've created that, you, you, some doubt is creeping in. And, um, and that's, I mean, that's, that's the big advantage Tampa has in this series, right? You have the the best goalie of his generation. Like we, we can say that now, um, unless you want to argue that too, Sean. You probably do. You probably want to be like no, he's got to win a third Lasky, cup no. or something. No, but like you can't. I, I'm really trying not to repeat myself from yesterday, but this oh, season well, I, nobody listened it, to yesterday's show. I, that's I, it's true. Oh, my God, people, you know, people just thought it was going to be Mendez and tuned out I mean this season hasn't been his like he hasn't been his he wasn't at his best in the regular season he's had five or six duds mixed in throughout the course of the playoffs so we're not seeing great as Vasilevsky is I think it's fair to say that he's not at his peak so that's why you need to take advantage of games like of games like one and two yeah right like he's gonna he's gonna put it together at some point and I think the difference is that the Avs you know the Avs aren't the Rangers and they're not you know, and they're not the Florida Panthers. They're they're better, so so they're more apt to take advantage of Vasilevsky not being sharp. But yeah, I mean that it, at the end of the day, whether we're seeing C plus Vasilevsky or whatever, 
it's still Andre Vasilevsky versus Darcy Kemper. Like that, yeah. that's that's a mismatch that favors that favors Tampa. And it's much less of an issue when it's two <laughs> Yeah. When it's two oh. This game four is this is such a dumb thing to say, but it's it's <laughs> yeah. it's, it's next it's, next goal it's wins gigantic. the series kind of thing. Next goal wins the series. Yeah. yeah. How long because like I don't know if you can I don't know if you bench Kemper for game four. But like No, you can't. I I mean you don't. I do you, is he on a is he on a leash in game four though? Yeah, I think he's on a leash. He is. But you don't bench him. In game. No. I think to me the the good thing about last night's game, even though it wasn't great, um, is that this Avalanche team had that had a feel like that Kings team that just steamrolled their way to a Stanley Cup and the cup final yeah. never felt like it was even a thing. Mm-hmm. Um and in this case, you're like, oh, okay, the Avalanche aren't going to just roll their way. They're like, there's, you know, they bleed, right? Like, it's like when, you know, Rocky cuts Drago. It's like, okay, hey, all right, we're going to have a, this is going to be a, a battle here. I mean, look at who they're playing against. You know, it's it's foolish to write, to write off Tampa at any point. Right. And look, do I think I was yeah, ready to though? I will say, like, it is foolish, but I was like, oh, after two man. games, I was like, I, I had ah, to. Well, it was a heck of a run. I true I really had to stick to my guns before before game three. Like I yeah. picked them to win on our day on our daily picks. I picked Tampa to win. Yeah. And it it hurt. Like right. I was like, this this doesn't I, I need to I have I, I have a principle here. I, I believe I don't believe that this is gonna be a sweep. Like yeah. we're back in we're back in Tampa Bay, all that stuff. Um, but it hurt. <laughs> like I I I was I was as close as I've ever been and just being like, yeah, stick a, stick a fork in these dudes. Um, but, you know, it's, it, it's not, it's not where we are. Not yet. All right. I want to hit on a couple issues outside of the series. One, and I know you talked about it on the Monday show, but Pete DeBoer, I know we have a lot of Dallas stars listeners that, that we know that's your other American team besides the mm-hmm. flames. Um, what, for those who only tune in to hear the Tuesday American edition, what was your Pete DeBoer to the Dallas stars? conclusion how are we feeling about that Sean? on a lot of levels he makes sense mm-hmm. because dallas we say it every week they're trying to win for better or worse every year and there's no bigger win now coach than pete DeBoer, right like he's had recent success uh oh i feel like you're setting this up for something okay yeah build it up build him <laughs> up before i i'm worried about him with ottinger mm. how could you not be he just turn like and he's responsible for the vegas goalie situation whether like he has to wear that one he's the head coach we've just watched a two-year-long car crash in terms of who starts when just goalie management personality management he had two goalies two years ago and now and he managed to piss off both of them and run one of them out of town like that's i that would make me nervous because jake ottinger you know, maybe he's not the franchise, but we saw something special from him. Yeah. Down, like, whether it was down the stretch, certainly against Calgary. Uh, and that would make me nervous. Like, I, I who, because, you know, and I'm, I'm not trying to slag DeBoer as a coach in general. Like, that's not, that's not even it. But, like, to whiff on, <laughs> on Marc-Andre Fleury and Robin Leonard and just, turn that into as much of a mess as as it became he has to wear that one and whenever you have did he go out and acquire robin leonard like is that 
I'm the coach. Like that. I mean, it would have been he easy. P- just he to- chose Robin Leonard over Mark Andre Fleury. Who was like we saw it? Who was the the Alan Walsh Photoshop? Like the sword didn't symbolize Kelly McCrimmon in in Fleury's back. That was that was for DeBoer. I, and then, and look, and I think look his name was on it. I don't think there was any symbols. <laughs> if I remember correctly, it literally said "Beat DeBoer Sword." There, not a lot of uh, subtlety there. I know some of our listeners aren't smart enough to decipher <laughs> the next level, you know, uh, metaphor that was that that was used there. But <clears throat> I don't know. It just makes me. It just makes me nervous. And. We'll see what happens with the rest of that roster. We know that there's going to be more changes, changes on the way because that's just how that's just how Jim yeah. Neal rolls. But I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure. I would hire Pete DeBoer to shepherd my young franchise goaltender in, into the next phase of his into the next phase of his uh, development. Are we far enough removed from the um, flurry Photoshop where Alan Walsh would give us like the behind the scenes story of like who actually <laughs> created the you know the debate like hey i'm gonna, i'm sure he had to clear that with mark andre like I you're not just posting that are, is, are you i don't know i the story back i think the story back then was that flurry didn't really know it was coming mm. alan's got his own podcast for that if he wants to if he wants to share Does it he like submit, gonna, can i go in the comment it? section of the alan wall show <laughs> agent provocateur and ask a question co-hosted by julian sometimes <laughs> i think <laughs> All right, we would like uh, we'd like to submit a mailbag question, Alan. To, can we have the full backstory. We're it's we're you're far, we're far been, enough away. It's, it's been, been long enough. Long nobody's enough. nobody's with that. Nobody's with that. Who did the anymore. Photoshop work on that? On. Name some names. Um, <laughs> all right, names. The other thing I want to get to before Brady is I've been enjoying Scott Powers and Mark Lazarus just debating, and you can see like it's it's like boy, this Alex DeBrinket, this idea of trading. A great young player, when you need great young players to to rebuild, um, seems so contradictory. And yet, I think it was Laz who finally wrote, like, here's, yes, I understand why this doesn't make sense. Here's why he's going to be traded. I don't, I don't think we're talking enough about, as a hockey collective, the fact that this star goals, goal scorer is on the market. Like, if this kid was in Toronto, that's all we would be talking about. So let's talk Alex Debrinkit, good American kid who is going to be traded. It appears. I hate saying this because I'm like always Mister, and I think part of this comes from paying attention to baseball for for so long. Is fans, media, whatever you get in these cycles where you accept, you blindly accept the rebuild, right? Where you're right. like, well, okay, we don't have we don't have a chance. You know, time to. Time to hit the reset button and hope a window opens up in three or four years. And I think that's a destructive way to think about sports. Like, I don't like, I, yeah. I, and I think there is some level of like prospect derangement syndrome that sets in with people where amassing assets and amassing the chance at assets and all these things that becomes as important as winning games with the guys you have. And it's and I and I I hate it. And I'm coming at this because again, I live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where we've just seen it happen with the Pittsburgh Pirates, where it's just you know the the window the window shifts and keeps shifting, and I think it breaks people's brains. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm very very cognizant of that because if you're not trying to win games with Alex to brink it, 
or if you're the the Calgary Flame or Johnny Gaudreau or whatever, like yeah. you re- you retain these guys if you can because if you're not if you're not trying to win while you have them, what is the point in any of this? Yeah, right. But th- all that being said, it bums me out in the case of DeBrinket because they should trade him. That is how badly the Blackhawks have blown this situation over the uh, and I'm and we're not talking about Kyle Davidson. We're talking about the end of the Stan Bowman era. Like it's Kyle Davidson's job to dig out of, yeah, you know the mess the mess that he was left on and off the ice, but in an in an on ice capacity, they are paying desperately for the unexpected swerve we saw from Chicago last <laughs> off season, where they go and they trade for Seth Jones and they mm-hmm. trade and they trade, you know they they move other guys away and what it's it's depressing, it's depressing to see that. The prudent move for a franchise is moving a 24-year-old 37 goal scorer, whatever whatever Alex DeBrinkett was this past season, and it's going to be the right move. That is how badly the last administration bungled that roster, and it's depressing. They should trade him because they have no, they're going to be bad, 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 and they have no use for him. So the case for trading him can be boiled down, I would say, to three points. One... You're paying Seth Jones nine and a half million until twenty nine thirty. So for a long time. That's like that's like flying cars and whatnot when that when that contract is off the books. So buddy, can you hey, imagine how expensive a case of gas will be in twenty oh my god. A case of gas? Is that how you buy your case gas? Of gas. Yeah, in buy, Pittsburgh. I buy, uh, I buy me, a little uh, Give me that yingling and uh, a can, case of that. Can I get a, uh, can I get a thirty a thirty <laughs> rack of gas in a funnel? And I sit there and. <laughs> um, yeah. So in the future, when set, so that 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 contract's on the books, nine and a half million. Point two, uh, Alex Zabrinkit's qualifying offer after twenty two twenty three is going to be nine million. So now mm-hmm. to sign players long term, you're going to have two in a at the start of a rebuild. Two players making nine plus at least over mm-hmm. a long stretch. It makes zero sense. So all they're going to do is Seth Jones. No. Also, the third part of the equation is Alex DeBrinket, who basically over the course of his career scores every other game. Like you can mm-hmm. pencil him in. He's I think he's at like point four something mm-hmm. goals per game. You can, he's a forty goal scorer. Like those are really hard to find. Also, do you know how old he is? Because you think he's older, I'm guessing, than he is. He's so I'm, 24. He's 24. You looked up. Yeah. That's okay. I, no, no. I, I, I you knew that? Okay. I know everybody. I know oh, you know everyone's is. ages? How about... Um, everything about everything. How about Nick Paul? How old's Nick Paul? All right. Nick, Nick Paul's 26. Is he? Maybe. How old's Ian Cole? Anyways. 33. No. Ian Cole? Yeah. He's younger than I am. Well, that's, is that the... Who cares? Like, how old are you? He's a, cu- he's a couple. He's a couple years. I. He's a couple years younger than I am. That's a, he's probably thirty-three. Is that how you start? Like, how much younger than me is Alex Tabrinkit? I'm an egomaniac. Okay, that's okay, like that's that's my frame of reference for everything. Jeff says he is thirty-three. Oh, producer Jeff, I'm trying to make a point here. So Sean does know everyone's ages <laughs> once he runs him through the equation of how much younger than me is this player. <laughs> so Alex Tabrinkit's twenty-four. Um, he's too good for a rebuild. I think mm-hmm. that's the other that that's the other part of this equation. If you're going to bottom out, you can't have a 24 year old 40 goal scorer 
preventing you from a shot at the number one pick next year. I, and, I, and I don't think that's the primary reason you trade them, but um, I think these are all part of the, and also you have to get not to worship at the altar of assets, but um, the Blackhawks don't have a first round pick this year. So, you know, if you are rebuilding, you do need some assets. So this is, is it's pain. So all those reasons where you're at well, first, you're like, com- Why? yeah, he's coming into his QO season too. It's like, Sort of similar to what we've seen from Matt, like the situation that Calgary's facing with Matthew Kachuk. Yeah. Where it's like, this is it. This is, this is the time to trade. And here, here's the other thing. And we, that we don't, I don't think we uh, consider this enough. It's like, why would Alex DeBrinkett want to play for, like, why would he want to resign with the Chicago Blackhawks long term? Why? Why would he want to yeah. be there? Seriously. Like, after, like, after next year, Whenever Kane, whatever happens with Kane and Taves, like things, there's a lot of stuff with that organization that's in flux right now. Yeah. Everybody just assumes that hockey players want to stay wherever they are and that they have no autonomy or, or, uh, or, or ability or even the, like the desire to maybe go do something else. People just assume this, this level of, you know, this level of, uh, of, of, um, so I don't, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Like inertia, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Among, but among, go- among guys. I think there's a level of truth to that because you see there, here, here. There, there, there is because we. I mean, and it's 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 learned for a lot yeah. of different reasons because we do see guys resign. That doesn't mean that everybody wants to resign with a trash team that's only going to be that's only going to get worse for the next five years. If you're Alex DeBrinket, do you really want to spend the prime years of your career dragging around? a bunch of dudes on Chicago from the time you're 26 to 32. Like why, why would, why would he want to? Do- I always find it interesting where guys would, the, the inertia, again, this is another, but where guys are like, I could never leave the flyers. And then once they get traded and they real like you break the seal, it's like, I'll go anywhere. It, it's like, it, yes, it's this weird thing where you're so settled into your life. But once you get past that, you're like it, you, you can you can kind of make a decision with the it drives and it drives me crazy because it, like we said part of it is part of it is it's under it's understandable because how many hundred percent we're because like we're going through like we're watching it happen with Johnny Gaudreau because mm. he's the rare case of a guy who's a who's who is an elite player who's about to hit UFA at 28 years old or how, or however old he is and he's gonna he has the option to leave. And it happens so infrequently that I think people just always continually, whether that's fans of of a team or or media covering it, people just kind of assume that these guys are going to stick, even right. even when they get even when the the choice is on the table in front of them. It's because it happens so infrequently because it's like oh such and such is eligible for an extension this this year, and we just assume he's going to sign it because eight times out do. of ten because eight times out of ten he does, but. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't account for the rare instances where maybe somebody wants something else. Yeah. It reminds me of a, I remember talking to Marion Hosa, his contract year. I think he was, mm-hmm. that was when he was in Detroit that one weird year. Mm-hmm. And I said, would you consider a hometown discount to stay? And he said, what's my hometown here? Yeah. Right. He's, he's like, Why I'm would from I? Slovakia. What? Yeah. I'm not from <laughs> like, here. I'm not from Detroit. I'm not from wherever Ottawa Atlanta all these different places he played he had no hometown people are talking about Johnny Gaudreau he's he's about to give three different teams hometown discounts right Calgary Philly 
like Jersey because he's technically he's he's from he's from I know it's it's Newark versus South Jersey, but like how many hometowns can one can one guy have? Yeah. Did Hosa think you were gonna you're like, yeah, maybe you should sign with like the British Lava team or Yeah, that's whatever. what I was asking you. Yeah, you, <laughs> would you give a hometown <laughs> discount to your team back real like literally? Uh I miss Marion. He was awesome. All right. Oh, great Brady Kachuk coming up next after the break. Um uh the second chapter in our Kachuk uh, novella and mm-hmm. Brady was great. It's it is worth a listen. And thank you for making it through segment one. You are the best. We will be right back. <laughs> Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. We are now thrilled to be joined from St. Louis, Missouri. Brady Kachuk, captain of the Ottawa Senators. And as we work our way through the first family of American hockey, the Kachuk family. Brady, how are you? Good, thanks. thanks. For thanks for having me. You enjoying the offseason so far? How's it, how's it been going? I mean, from what we've seen anyways. Yeah. yeah, no, it's been uh, it's been good. Um, it's been long so far, so um, you know a lot of time to you know heal some you know nagging things that were going on throughout the year. But um, yeah, it's been good. Of course, I bet you guys saw the the fun at the start. So um, <laughs> yeah, I had a lot of fun. Um, was able to travel a bit, um, so it was good. It was fun. We weren't even going to bring it up. I, I'm mad that was like, I even alluded to it. I want to like start out. Like I, we, we thought the fact that even, it even became a bit, we were like, oh, come on, everybody. Let's just let everyone have fun. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it was good. I guess showed some personality that um, usually hockey players don't show, but you know, of course not, you know, chasing the spotlight because never wanted to be a distraction for Matthew, yeah. but I think people just enjoyed kind of, um, the scene of it. So, and that was good. It's, uh, that's all I care about is what Matthew thought and wanted to make sure it wasn't a distraction for him. And, but he was like, this is what everybody's expected. Now this is what I expect. So you got to do your part, the stands I'll do, uh, try to do my part on the ice. So, um, he, he loved it, which is, uh, pretty much all I cared about. It was like, it was like people had never seen someone drink beers before. Like that was like, that was like, that was like the reaction. It was like, it was like people had never seen anybody, like root for their brother or put beers in their pocket before. So congratulations. You're like, you're like, you're like some kind of trailblazer now. No one, <laughs> no one's ever done that. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. Um, so, oh man, do we have a laundry list of questions to get to? Um, so I, I want to start here because we did, we had, we had uh, Matthew on. And so we always like to give people the opportunity to plant questions. A, because we're not good at coming up with our own. I mean, that's, that's the, big, the long and short of it. And so let's start there. He said, uh, so he said, you know, we said, what should we ask Brady? And he goes, well, you can start with his new house. He, he finally, his, he gets a contract. He gets, uh, he's out on his own and he, he bought a home and he's like, finally out of not, not living with family anymore. How's the, how's the new home going for you? Can you give us It's a- good. Honestly, yeah. I, so I bought a place in Ottawa and I'm actually not quite figured out what, what to do in the summer. So I'm considering this the last dance of my parents place this summer. So oh man, that's, that's, that's the theme I've gone with the last dance. So 
Um, you know what? It's still trying to figure out, you know, the summer and, you know, where I want to spend summers and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I mean, not, not much to complain here. You know, my mom's, you know, a great cook. Uh, my dad does a lot of, you know, grilling too. And, you know, they do my laundry. So, I mean, there's not <laughs> much perfect. to complain here. So it's a perfect, perfect setup. But I think the time, the time's come after, after this summer, I'm going to have to figure out where I want to be. Oh, What's man. Big Walt's go-to gr- on the grill? I yeah. can see. I'm trying to think. It seems like a steak guy, but I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if we try, you know, we have so much steak during the year. So we honestly have had a lot of like salmon, you know, chicken, chicken breast, chicken thighs, uh, you know, steak once in a while, but you know, try to, you know, lean out a little bit. I was, you know, chicken, chicken breast. So, um, you know, a little different varieties in that aspect. Yeah. I feel like thighs are the move for, oh, for, they're so for, good. for, for, for grilling most of the time, right? Yeah. No barbecue, um, you know, chicken thighs are, they're tough to beat here. Um, all right. We're going to stay on the food topic just because this came through Peter Boz at media day at the Stanley cup final and Pat Maroon, who is also a proud St. Louis, like very proud St. Louis guy listed his food wrecks, um, in, in, in St. Louis says, Charlie, is it Charlie Gito's? Do you, have you ever heard yeah. of that place? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard of it. Yeah. Carl's drive-in. And Tony's and Vangles. How would you say he did in that list? Yeah, I mean he did a good job. Um, I know, I know of a couple of those have been there, but um, no, there's some good spots, and there's some you no know, good spots you know, off the list too that you know, our family really loves to go to. Any secret? Was, what, what is yeah, the, what's sorry, your number okay, one? Our, I think our number one's Palmanos. It's okay. kind of a little outside the the city a little bit. It's not. Uh, so not many of the, you know, visiting teams know about it, but you know, locally it's, it's legendary. And, and that's where, whenever we all come back, you know, the start of the summer before we leave, before my sister goes to school, that's usually the place we, we celebrate up. What? Okay. So what I, I feel like this is probably a restaurant or a bar or something. What was on your dad's hat? The one, the one that he wouldn't throw. Cause I was trying to see like what the logo was. I wasn't sure if it was like. A, na- a name of a of a restaurant or what what was that place yeah so it's a place called ob clark so it's pretty pretty popular bar okay. right. um you know definitely you know a great sports bar now in the city that you know everybody goes to watch either you know the blues um, or the cardinals and mm-hmm. place uh come playoff times usually pretty busy and and of course you know everybody loves the, the cardinals here too so um that place is, uh, you know, pretty legendary amongst you know, the locals and, and, you know, amongst our friends, it's uh, no fun place to go. Um, I did. Uh, I don't want like Ottawa fans to feel like we had you on and didn't at least touch on the team a little bit. You guys, it, you know, you go through your first exit interview as a captain. Was it, did you feel any responsibility to, I don't know, convey any messages or what was that process like for you this year going through exits? Yeah. Um, no, of course. I, I think, you know, we have, you know, a pretty, you know, great group and, um, you know, a lot of fun, you know, that group, group consists of, you know, us players, you know, the staff, you know, the trainers that um, are be- behind the scenes every day that's, you know, make the team tick and, um, you know, just want to take care of them. And, and um, you know, I'm really close with all of them. So, I mean, there's nothing like out of ordinary that, um, you know, exit interviews went, it's, um, you know, everybody's you know, pulling in the right direction to, you know, take this team to the next level. And I think that was, you know, the message for, you know, everybody's that, um, you know, we're ready to, you know, take that next step and, and have that belief amongst one another. But 
um, with any other you know messages or um, there wasn't really much more. It's just, um, you know, the season ended and, and uh, you know, just talking to a bunch of the guys already excited about next year. What 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 does the, what does the next level look like for your group? Like, is it are, are you putting are you putting numbers on it? Are you putting specific stuff on it, or is it just about improvement? Yeah, no, I don't think there's um, no to put any you know numbers, any you know place in the standings. It, it's just right now we don't want to put you no know, pressure on ourselves, but we want to just like you said, just keep improving, keep being our best selves, and and um, now we're showing you no. Know, glimpses of, of what our team's going to be down the road and the potential we have. And, and you know, what? it's, it's every day. What's great about our team. It's just exciting to come to the rink every day. And, and, you know, so many of my best buddies, you know, get to play with and, and we have, you know, so much fun at the rank away from the rank, you know, on the road, everything. It's uh, it's a pretty special place to, to play. And uh, it's a special group as well. So there's a lot of speculation we're getting I mean the draft is going to be here before you know it and I think there's some people that are like hey this is a good time for Ottawa to to add to the current roster versus picking with that pick do you have are you like are you on team uh we, I have a long vision here let's let's add a young stud or are you like hey let's let's help the lineup now where where's your head at on that Honestly that's that's you know not my you no know, job my job is just you know going to the rink every day with a smile on my Ooh, face Brady I know I know you guys. Probably no, we want like we want like we want like actual names that you want that, that, that you want brought <laughs> yeah, in for the yeah, seven. Yeah, yeah, like go just get this give you guys and you know list ten guys. <laughs> no, it's, it's obviously just come to rank, just smile on my face and just and just get to work. But you know all that other stuff is you know out of you know us players' control. It's just um, whatever group we have is to be as tight, be as tight knit, and and. Uh, um, everybody needs to pull in the right direction. So I think that's just everybody's focus going into next year. And, and that's what's so exciting about, um, you know, this year's not even done done yet, but you now everybody's chomping at the bit to, to get ready for next year. If so many of you guys are in that same age range too, like there's so many guys who are, you know, in that 20, 22, 23, 24 kind of space. And then you look at the guys you have coming up, you know, come the, the prospects coming up as well. Is that something you guys do in the roster when you see the sort of the sort of talent you guys have in the pipeline? Do you look down towards that and you say like, all right, we got we got dude X or dude Y coming up, or is it just more about the guys the guys with the group right now? You no, know, obviously, you know, keep in touch with you know guys whether it's they're in juniors, uh, mm-hmm. in college, you know, when it's time world juniors, wishing them luck. But um, of course, just you know, everyday life, it's tough to you know keep tabs with guys like that, and, and yeah. um, you know whether it's. You no know, day of a game traveling. It's just, you know, life gets pretty busy during the season. So, um, you no, know, of course, when guys, you know, do sign, you know, congratulate them and, and let them know that you're excited to see them and, and I'm excited for them to join, you know, our group and, and you know, to make this team move or make this team better moving forward. So, um, yeah, I don't think there's, um, no, because of course their season gets busy too with, um, you know, whether in college, it's, you know, in school practices and juniors, there's games all the time. So um, just try to be there for them when, when they need it. That's what the message we try to you know give those guys. If they need any help, any advice, just they can always reach us. Um, one of the things we talk about the draft and building that way and the way you all have done in Ottawa, um, there's fan bases that now I think of Chicago and some of these other teams that are like – they're like, hey, it's time to tear it down and let's let's do that. And you're at the point now where you're coming out of it. But sometimes people say, you know, look at Ottawa or look at Sydney's at Buffalo. It takes a long time to to turn that corner. What if 
in your in that process, what have you found the, the biggest challenge to kind of breaking through once the, the young players are in place? Yeah, I think um, no, it's it's definitely you know a tough process, and and you mm-hmm. um, know of course everybody goes into each year wanting to win and wanting to make playoffs and and want a you know a chance to compete for you know the Stanley Cup and. Um, of course, you know, our process, it's, it's, uh, um, it's, it's, we've gotten a great group out of it and, yeah. um, and we have a you know, very exciting future out of us. And you now for me being, you know, a part of it kind of right from the start, it's, I got to play with some pretty amazing people and, and, um, players that, you know, I just, when I was, you know, a couple of years, I just tried being a sponge then and, and be a sponge now to, um, whether it's a guy who's been in the league for a while and, or, um, you know, a new guy, try to learn from them and, and try to, I think that's, what's you know, good about our group now is that we've, you know, play with a bunch of different people. And I think we all have absorbed, um, different things from different individuals to kind of get us to where we're at today and, and, um, create that drive to get us better, you know, each and every day. Does draft night 2018 feel like yesterday or a million years ago to you? I'm not sure where I land on that. Like, it's like a little bit of both. It's yeah. like, it was such a whirlwind of a day. So that kind of feels like forever, you know, talk with people, meeting people and just kind of people coming in and out. It's that kind of feels like forever ago. But from then on playing, it feels like yesterday. Like, you know, my first game was yesterday. So it's like, it's one of those mixed feelings that, um, no, of course it was so memorable and never forget it, but it's, feels like I just lived it, but it was so long. It was just, it's just one of those yeah. weird feelings that's almost yeah. like indescribable. How, how sure were you that it was going to be Ottawa? Like, I remember that, like, I'm just thinking to that draft. It seemed like one and two were, that was, that was not being debated. And then it got kind of wild at three. Like for you, when did you know? Honestly, I didn't know anything really. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I, I like, I knew right before Ottawa went up. Um, I kind of knew them um before they announced it you know yeah. you know my agent was my agent tapped me and then while they're making the selection you know Gibuche was you know staring right at me the whole time so <laughs> i kind of knew then but that day i i know clearly remember i had meetings it's you no know, could be anything because i remember you know that draft like you said one or two is yeah. pretty solidified so um from three on it could have been pretty chaotic so um i was excited i remember being really nervous for it and I was nervous. I didn't want to split my pants going up to the stage. I remember thinking that I'm like, you better not toe pick up the stairs or split oh, your pants. And then that, that'll be fine. Oh my gosh. That's I mean, amazing. what's, is there, this, this might be a cop out question, but is, is there, is there something about the season that you just had? Cause there, there was a lot to like about it, but is there one thing that, that sticks out to you in terms of, you know, what you were, what you were most proud of. I mean, it's, it, it, I'm, it's, is it just hitting 30 goals or is, or is there more to it than that? Yeah. I mean, individually, that was probably, um, what I was most proud of. Um, and I wanted to prove it to you know myself and to everybody else that, um, you know, can always get better and I want to get better. I want to get to that next, you know, I want to just keep improving and just try to get to that next level as, as a player. And, and, um, but no, I mean, team wise, I just, what I was most proud of is how everybody got better. Um, you know, our, our young core, you know, older guys, everybody got better. And, and we started dictating towards the end of the season, you know, our play and, and we were able to play, 
Um, you know, that game against anybody, we, we got that confidence towards the end of the season that we could beat anybody. And, and that's what you know, I was most proud of. And, and um, like, I know this is kind of been a common theme of what I've been saying, but it just yeah. makes me so excited for next year and, and to kind of get started again, even though it's a couple months away, just, just to see the guys and, you know, already missing the guys and, and just come out swinging next year. That's what I think uh, most excited about. Um, all right. I had a, two more things I want to touch on one when, when um, you were doing your contract, your last one, Matthew spoke up on your behalf and I'm going to, he, he said, I'm going to read the quote. Cause I went back and found it. <laughs> it's a family business. Nobody wants to deal with the Kachucks in this. We do it by committee. And then there was more that went beyond that. As I'm sure you remember. And I think it helped probably got you an extra million a year. I, I don't, I don't know for sure. <laughs> yeah. If, you, if say, you ask you know. him, he, he, I did, but I don't know at the time, I don't know if it was the best, but who is, uh, sorry, you, who is what do you do? Yeah. You're not helping the cause. So yeah, I just wanted was, to present, I wanted to give yeah. you the floor, Brady. I mean, you have your, your brother's going to be going through it. So if you want to make the case for him or stump on his behalf or do some negotiating with, by all means. Yeah. Yeah. No, he definitely, uh, he did, uh, well, it was nice things to say, but of course he's always got my back and, and, uh, we don't want to, we don't want to hear those though. I know he's always got my, yeah, he he, was, it was in that crunch time of negotiations. So, Mm -hmm. um, it was, it was good and bad, but of course he has my back always. So I don't think we ever know mad at him for saying that. And of course, no, he didn't really care, but he just knew he just wanted what was best for me. And um, of course, I don't know if he wanted to put the pressure on. That's why he did it for them, or or what his thought process was. So um, no, it was it was whatever. You're we just like, oh, nice, perfect. Like, and then you know, try to put the fire out a little bit. But um, no, it was good. But now with him, definitely, of course, going through it last year. But he's in a little bit of a different situation. So um, yeah, just. Well, if he ever asks, you know, me for you no know, opinions or or what he thinks, of course I'll give it. But at the end of the day, he's gonna do, you know, make the right decision for him. And and uh of course, whatever happens, I don't know. So yeah. we can uh I'm excited for him and excited for what the future uh, holds for him. And of course, I've got no clue what's gonna happen unless uh you now he tells me. So um I'll be there for him. Do you believe he said you're not as cutthroat as he am. Do you believe that? Like, do you, your personalities is, or, you know, what do you think? Yeah. You know what? Like the big joke is now, and of course I'm going to say it, say this before I say it is that, uh, no, I love being in Ottawa. Um, you know, I love the fans (laughs) there. And, but like the, the big joke between us is that, no, he was calling himself the holdout because he missed a couple days in camp. And we always joke that I actually missed a couple of regular season games. So he's like, I could never do that. So uh, <laughs> he, he was always like, he's always like, you don't have what it takes to you know miss. And I was like, I mean, okay, I guess. And then it eventually happened like the way it happened. So yeah, uh, we had a pretty good laugh over that. He's like, I can't believe you did it. So he was, uh, you had, you had, you had the stomach for it. Turns out. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I had the stomach for it, but it definitely missed, missed being with the guys during, yeah. you know, camp and stuff. But, um, that was kind of like just the joke after it all happened and, and be able to get back and get play. And that was what we kind of were laughing about it. 
Where does Ter- where does Terrence stack up on the on on the cutthroat meter? Because I, I see I, I see you wearing you, you're wearing the UVA shirt like we like we we saw her hanging out. Where is where is she on the scale? Whew. she's uh she knows so much about hockey, so she's right there in the opinion. She's like, "How what do you think, Sarah? <laughs> I think you should do this." It's just like hilarious. So so she's um, she's on she's on the committee. She, she's oh, on the negotiation yeah, committee. Yeah, she'd be. She'd be like, okay, yeah, I think you should do it. No, she was she was good. She was just happy for both of us. And, um, yeah, it was funny today. It's, it's just a little thing. We're always repping UVA. So me, my dad, my brother, all wearing UVA shirts. We didn't tell each other. So it was so funny that that <laughs> That's happened. Awesome. That's amazing. Um, anything you can share? Because we heard talking to Matthew, you guys were in Nashville for your dad's 50th. I mean, you happen to be in Nashville for your dad's 50th. Anything you can share uh, from that night for the with the general public? Yeah, I mean well we got to so we celebrated his 50th you know the next day played and then we actually stayed the night in Nashville mm-hmm. so I was able to hang out with them after so um I mean a funny story that you know involves him and actually Barrett Jackman who came and and you know celebrated my dad's 50th too in there at the game and the night before uh they're telling me at dinner you know it was a full Broadway shift for them and uh, so I so I met them out for um on Broadway and then dinner and, and they're like when you score tomorrow you got to give the bear jackman x the the big x that he does in the playoffs over a big goal so happen to be you know able to score um that game and game one of the x's and and uh i know him and my dad are pretty pumped over that and and uh i think that was the perfect excuse for them to have a, a big night on broadway after the game. so i think they're <laughs> they got, pumped with that they were really looking for a reason they got a couple yeah. they they got a couple nights nights worth of Broadway shifts. I think that's I think I think that's enough. Those guys those guys are getting old. They can't hang for four or five days. <laughs> uh, get, get yeah, I don't I don't know. They're a different breed, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. All right, this is it for me. Um, did have you ever seen? And I just was I was not aware this existed till today. And that was I had I mentioned to somebody um, that we were talking to and like you got to see if you've seen this. The late great Gilbert Godfrey reading your Brendan Lemieux quote. I actually have seen that, yeah. It's unbelievable. Chuck was furious. This is the one time I'm going to answer this, said Chuck. It was the most gutless thing somebody could ever do. This guy, you can ask any one of his own teammates, nobody ever wants to play with him. This guy is a bad guy and a bad teammate. He focuses on himself all the time. This, the guy's just a joke. He shouldn't be in the league. The guy's gutless. No other team wants him. He's going to keep begging to be in the NHL. No other team is going to want him. He's an absolute joke. I can't even wrap my head around it. People don't even do this. He's just a bad guy. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty funny just even how he says the last name. I remember <laughs> when it all happened. When, when it all happened, my dad said it to me. He's like, "You don't even know this guy's a legend." So, <laughs> and and we're uh, we're laughing and and uh, um, yeah, it was a pretty funny video. It was unbelievable. Shawnee, you got anything else, my friend? We can let. Brady, go back to 
enjoying it, life. How, okay, so how how hot is it in St. Louis right now? Because I'm I'm in I'm in Pittsburgh. I was just watching the the Pirates Cardinals game, and they were they were cooking cheese on the on the, on, <laughs> on on the surface at Bush Stadium. So what are we what are we looking at here? I think today it hit 100 or 101, oh, and it like it's and humid. I, I was watching that too. And I'm like, because it's a doubleheader tonight, right? Yeah, so right. it's like, so even then, like 615, it's still going to be 90, 93. It's just like, it was so hot today. Like we went outside, uh, we had a workout outside at like nine. It was just like unbearable even at nine. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it takes a lot of you know, support to, I feel like, watch a game <laughs> in the heat like that for three hours or even be in uniform for three That's hours. Out you, there. Got just, do you got, do you got just camp camp out in the game room or the, or the TV room or whatever, just stick, stick out some real estate at the, at the house. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. To pay it forward. Do you want to, any good questions to plant when we get uh, your folks on? I think it's our season finale. Yeah. Um, well, that's a big, big episode. Big one. So I, I got to oh. give them something good. Oh man, that's a tough one. I should have prepped you earlier in the interview and said we can circle back. That would have been the pro thing to do. I, I mean, the easiest one to just say, what was their favorite game to watch this year out of the kids? Like out of yeah, yeah. out of math, you know, what was their favorite game? I think I already might know it, but yeah, I was gonna say, do you have a do you have a hunch here? I, I, I'm, I'm are they gonna be are one? they are they gonna be honest? Yeah, that's a that's one. the question. I think they'll be honest because yeah. I th- I'm more thinking it's going to be game seven or game one mm-hmm. of game seven of Dallas game one event, but they've also had been able to go to like our game in Nashville, mm-hmm. Florida's. So I'm interested because they went to a lot of our games on the road this year. What, what they enjoyed the most and had the most fun. at. Yeah. We, do we secretly know who their favorite is? Like, every, you know, I don't as a parent, but do we, do we suspect anything in there? I don't know. I guess this answer is going to give you that, uh, give yeah, you that that's answer. True. That's so, true. Yeah. <laughs> I don't gonna, know what they're, I don't know what they're going to say about. It's going to be, it's going to be a lacrosse game. Yeah. That's the, that is. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. We, we did have a couple fun games of that. Perfect. Awesome. Well, Brady, thanks for doing this. Um, it was fun uh, as always. And uh, enjoy, enjoy your off season. Enjoy, enjoy, appreciate it, guys. Enjoy, enjoy the enjoy me. the Budweiser sponsorship. I'm oh glad yeah, you, I'm glad you at least got that Budweiser money. Out of, out of, out of I appreciate it. it. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> enjoy the product. I feel like everybody's been saying that. So I was like, oh, all right, we'll I mean, take I mean, it. Like, it's like a free beer. What are gonna do? Yeah, too funny. Too funny. Well, thanks so much for having me. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks, Brady. See you guys. This is the only good segment on the show. It is. When we go into the comments section mm-hmm. on our episodes, and I'm telling people how to get there themselves myself this week because mm-hmm. Craig cut me off like a jerk last week and said that, you know, maybe people are listening to this for the first time and they don't know what you're talking about, which turned out to be true. We heard from we heard from one of our buddies on on social saying, like, hey, this was the first time I listened. Thanks for thanks for doing that, Craig. I like how quickly that that person went from I've never listened to the show to our buddy. It's because I forgot his name. Mm. Um, but you go to the athletic app. We are app, best friends, by the way, with I, that person. I mean, yes. Yeah, but, he's, yeah. He's, he's, he's moving into the third bedroom over here. Yeah. It's a long story. <laughs> uh, 
you go to the athletic app, you tap on listen, mm-hmm. you scroll down until you see the hockey puck on the blue background <laughs> with no with okay. no names on the front of it as of okay. as of a few as of a few weeks ago. And you find our app. This is or you find our episodes. This is from last week's As versus Lightning is a Stanley Cup final we all wanted. Whoops. <laughs> here's the here's the shortcut hack. Just look up oh the guest. Oh my god. So Scott Wheeler was last week's up guest. Look for the uh, like the title yeah, and look just for Brady. look for Wheeler. So look for Brady Kachuk. Click on that episode. Click on details. Answer the flip the coin into the fountain. Answer the mm-hmm. questions three and <laughs> It's a riddles three. The riddles three. And then you may ask a question. Which 30 of what 31 of you, which we always <sighs> I love it. I love it. Is, we're the only day of the week that has conditioned people to do this. And what it does is it stops us from having to think about this last segment whatsoever. We just put all the onus on you. We read these, we read these cold and say a bunch of nonsense in response. Thank you. Brandon L asks, does this Avalanche team have a shot to be the best all-time, have a shot at the best all-time conversation in five, six years? Uh, Brandon, I think we got to walk before we run on that one. (laughs) I'm going to, I think they already are, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) They're already like in the, in like, they're probably inching against the cut. If they were to lose this, how about this? If they were to lose this series, Mm -hmm. they would be in the, in the discussion with like the aughts, early 2010s Caps teams as the best teams to continually choke in the postseason. Oh, wow. So, you're going to go opposite. This isn't an all-timer. This is an all-time choking team. Oh, they're too early. Come on. That's ridiculous. You go up They didn't choke those. Oh, jeez. Yeah, they did. Too they choked last. Oh, no. Whatever. If they, bl- if they blow this, they would, they would be in the, in the discussion. I think they would have to win to be – to be, we'll say, like in the best all time conversation, like in the ex- in the expansion era. You know, there was no qualifier from Brandon L. I know. This is like he wants to talk like Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> Montreal, I would love it. They got to rattle off, rattle off like fourteen out of seventeen here. Maybe you never know. Bob M says, since you brought up West Mifflin, Sean, uh, hometown of Logan Cooley, hopefully the first pick in the draft, but we'll see. He'll be the first pick in the draft or the second pick in the draft, but not the third. He'll be the first pick when we redraft in two years. When Corey Promen goes looking back at the what it, here's this 2022 draft, we're redrafting, it'll be Logan Cooley. You clip this. I love it. Remember that. I love it. Since you brought up West Mifflin, Bob asks, what's the best ride and or food at Kennywood? I don't really go to Kennywood anymore because I don't have I don't have kids and I don't like I don't like being outside. Is Kennywood like a gas station? You uh, you have to get some perspective. Too. <laughs> Kennywood's like Kennywood is like the regional, um, the regional theme park. Like there's they have some good they have some good roller coasters there. It's like, it's like Six Flags basically. It's like an an independent version of Six Flags here. Uh, best rider food at Kennywood though, I do love potato patch fries. I'm a mark for those. Um, and the best ride is still the Thunderbolt. Thank you, Bob. <laughs> Well, guys, Lucas says, it's now or never. It's Memorial Cup time. I want to hear your Memorial Cup champion predictions. I think everyone does do it for Canada. No, we're not talking about the Memorial Cup. I don't even really know what that is. Memorial? Is it like Memorial Day? I don't know. It happened already. Fourth of July Cup. <laughs> hey, sh- I like that, Michael K. Shout out to the Sioux City Musketeers for winning the USHL, though. That, that Love would- that. 
Denver winning the winning the Frozen Four. We talked to we talked to um we talked to Troy Terry right after right after Denver's run there. That was that was nice. Uh, Kyle H says, "How do the Blackhawks not get brought up more during the best team in the salary cap era dis- discussion? In a three-year stretch, they had two Stanley Cups in a Game Seven in the Western Conference Final that seemed to determine the cup between them and the Kings. Very true. Plus the first cup in in 2010. I think just because of how the last few years have gone, they've been irrelevant. They've been irrelevant for it for too long a chunk of time, and I think that colors people's discussion them, especially when you have, especially when you have." You know the the Penguins still quasi relevant. Like they they end up w- winning the crown until until Tampa takes it from them. You know what? Also, I don't want to like glorify the Blackhawks of that era. Yeah, that's just the reality. That's- Sorry, Kyle, you're not wrong, Kyle. Like those teams were as good as any I'd ever seen play when they were playing at their peak. Yeah, but I mean it's it's I, just, it's, it's I don't want to sit here and it's, I, like it's I'm just being real. To, like my- to sit here and not and not talk about how. How great Joel Quenville and right, right, and Stan and Stan Bowman and Duncan Keith and Jonathan Taves were d- during that stretch. Who wins a Final Four of peak Penguins, Kings, Blackhawks, Lightning? Oh man! In the cap era, and which Penguins team are you sending out there? This is oh, man. sounds like an Apple Podcast Audio Plus uh, subscriber yeah, only episode. Save that one. Think we're about saving it, this one. Think de- about it for the next not, two weeks. Definitely not the one. With Ron Hainsey as the as the top pairing defenseman, not that one. How did that not team that win? That was that might have been Mike Sullivan's was, best moment. That was Matt Murray. Oh, okay. Craig says he's a sucker for people writing books. Says Jen F. Is that limited to hockey books, nonfiction, some hmm. types of fiction, or does he embrace all book writing endeavors equally? Um, I'll take this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you should. It's for you. <laughs> that was the joke, jackass. <laughs> um. I love all books. Actually, right before this podcast, our family is doing a summer bucket list. We all had to write down what we want to do this summer. And I wrote, I want to read 10 books this summer. I prefer, I don't read hockey books. I read the, I read the game. I've read, because I had to proofread my own book behind I the bench. Don't, don't talk about hockey books. What are, what books are you reading right now? What's the best book you've read in the last, in the last year? Um, I am the best book that well I'm reading I'm reading Catch and Kill right now which took me too long to get to by Ronan Farrow this is the Harvey Weinstein Weinstein book so it's welcome welcome to 2018 I know look I it's a pile that's really high (laughs) um and and like this one hits everything for me because it's investigative journalism it's writing it's somebody passionate about a story and finding a way to tell it it's exposing um the barriers people have to tell to to tell the truth in our industry and this is now i am on the soapbox and this this we've we've seen it and we've lived it at times here um and the I like I don't I know I don't I wouldn't have had the the perseverance and the guts to do what he did like I'm reading this saying this is where I would have given up this is where I would have would have tapped out like really like being real and so I admire so much people that have that conviction um and I look at our staff and some of the work like Britt Rowley is doing and of course Katie yeah, Strang Brits, Brits, Brits unbelievable um you know the the coverage of the hockey Canada stuff 
right now. That's exactly what I, I, was about, I was like, about to I, say. Everybody go, everybody go check check out Katie's work on on the and and Dan Robson and Ian Mendez. Their work on the on the hockey on not just the hockey Canada stuff, but that the piece they put together a couple of days ago is uh quite a quite a feat. Yeah. So it is, and as as is written, like this isn't a Canada thing. Like this is no. this is a hockey culture thing, and I'm you know, r- the more you dig in, you're going to see it exists in every country. Um, like it, it, to the point where I'm like, you know, we joke about USA and our how we like bleed red, white, and blue. But there are things that I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be just as disgusted, right? Like it's a it's it's there's no borders to this stuff. I think um, the it, yeah. I mean, we're drop we're dropping the veil for a second here. I think there's times where like where we've brought up USA hockey in the past and be like, yep, yeah. everything's everything everything's great over there, right? No complaints. No. That is that's part that's part of the that's the tough part of the gimmick with this podcast is that it makes it seem like we sign off sometimes on structural things within within the game, and that just couldn't be. It couldn't be, fr- couldn't that be couldn't more be further. false. It couldn't be couldn't be further from the truth. Yeah, and and we'll continue to support and dig into journalism that exposes anybody and any organization. Like I, I, I'm passionate about that, and I'm and I'm proud of the work. And so that's so you to get back to the question. And again, this is top of mind because I'm reading that book. But that that's what I that's what I enjoy. Mm-hmm. I, I my preference is nonfiction. Then when I'm on vacation, I do like to just check out and like. And I think the writing in fiction is better generally. So, you know, as a writing nerd, I like to read that kind of storytelling. Um, and I'm trying to think of the best fiction book I've read this year. But I honestly, I was like, I wasn't expecting this to turn into like a journalism discussion. I thought you were just going to be like, oh, yeah, the, the new board, the new Bourdain like travelogue book is, was great. I read it. I read it at the, I read it at the college last week. Oh, sorry. No. Did I? I'll stop. Yeah. Don't talk about serious things. Oh, How I, dare you? All right. E&M says, I think I found the winner of the Cousins and Gentilly Award for Satisfactory American presented by Manscaped. It's Derek Ryan. Mm-hmm. Ian makes his case very well here. He's American. He makes between two and a half and four million season. Average salary is 2.7. Average point total in the past four years is 23. Gets no power play minutes, but plays a ma- plays a major role on the on, on an average PK. Oilers were 13th. Played on in the World Championships in 18 and 19. Those are some check boxes there. Runner ups and runners up include Nick Benino, Ryan Donato, and Vinny Hinestroza. Derek Ryan's a re- Derek Ryan's a really really good one. Jack M, how do you guys view dividing the cap era to pre and post 2013 lockout? I've always done that in my head, though that might just be biased since I didn't watch as much hockey prior to the short season. Would that convince Sean to crown the Lightning? Why would we use a lockout? I mean, there's a lockout every whatever it is, six years. It, that would constantly be dividing your eras uh, unnecessarily, I would say. I think the cap is – the game didn't fundament- fundamentally change coming out of that lockout, Jack, in my opinion. So, the cap fundamentally changed the game. You can set the terms of the discussion to whatever you want to well, set I mean, them sure Like, I'm fine, I'm fine with that. Like, I had, I had someone, you know, kind of ticked on Twitter being like, you know, well, like, yeah, it's, of course you set it, of course you set the discussion as the post-cap era, 
like pretty convenient that the year before that Tampa won the yeah Tampa Tampa pretty, won the cup. Pretty convenient I mean, for your argument, Sean. Yeah, I, I whatever. Then then move it back. You want to say since the turn of the century? You want to say since? And then, <laughs> then I, whatever. And then you, if you go back to 1991, guess what? The Penguins get two more cups. Like set the terms of the discussion, and then and then we can have it. If you want to, if you want to say like who is the best team since the short season lockout, I'll I'll give that I'll give that to the Tampa Bay Lightning. That's fine, but that's not the discussion we we're having. <laughs> Sean, if I don't know, um, for those new to the show, Sean wants to look through every, everything through the lens <laughs> of the Sidney Crosby era. So that's the only era he wants to debate. Are the Lightning are the Lightning the best team of the Sidney Crosby era? Yes. It benefits the Penguins that the stand, that the salary cap era directly coincides with this with the Sidney Crosby era. So when for, for the time being, those are those are both still running. Sidney Crosby <laughs> is still an, an elite player. So until Crosby's done, like those are going to be synonymous. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, uh, you can call it the Alex Ovechkin era if you wanted. Yeah, he's not as good of a player as Sidney Crosby, so Crosby wins out. Best American goalie under 25. Oh, I think we know that one. Oh, it's Sean's best friend. <laughs> Get your Jake. hands off him, Pete. <laughs> stay away from Jake Stay, stay away, away from, from Jake, Jake Ottinger, Pete DeBoer. <laughs> uh, do, do you have a different pick there? No, it's Jake Ottinger, um, who's not 23 years old. He's 13 years younger than Sean. <laughs> That's what he is. That's, that's, that's right. He's he's. How old uh, are you? I, I was. I just tried to do math there. I'm I'm an eighty. I, I'm an eighty six. Okay. To, to, to put it in to put it in hockey terms. Uh, best American goalie on a terrible team. That's that's Michael K's suggestion for our for our award show whenever okay. that happens. The Connor Hellebuck Award. All right. I mean, that's going to be some, might might just go to Connor Hellebuck. That would be great. And for the third straight year, the winner of the Connor Hellebuck Award. Connor Hellebuck. Yeah, we'll add that one in, Michael. For, <laughs> this is I love this. I love this right. from Jesse. Jesse W., another suggestion for the Tuesday Bullies Award Show. Best USA, best American GM who should be making USA hockey decisions instead of John Van Beesbrook. Yeah, that's good. I agree. Great. This is this is on topic too. I don't know. Pick Anyone? one. <laughs> Any of them. Any of them. I'll go, I'll go with anybody. Where's Br- yeah. well, maybe not him. Like, I would say, um, who are you? Uh, Nothing. Did you say something there? <laughs> nope. That was some in, in real time editing. Uh, I will say, um, best USA GM, who should be making USA hockey GM? I'm, uh, uh, like, what about uh, Bill Zito? Had a good year. I'll say Bill Zito. Friend of the show. Perfect. Yeah, we'll see it. We'll see who we'll see. We'll see what he ends up doing. But like, with that that, that's a good example. There. Like, come on, USA Hockey. We, I mean, everyone knows where we stand on this. But like, let's let's let's. I, well, we had that discussion. Over. We I had know. that discussion whenever whenever Van Beesbrook got the got the job for the for the you know the um, no NHL Olympic team. Like, are you you're serious? <laughs> like this right. is like this this is the guy. Yeah. Like, there's no but Google him. Look what, like, come on. Uh, Chet B, we we said that, (laughs) Craig, this was very funny. You called the 1940s the heyday of five foot eight defensemen. Shots fired at Quinn Hughes because he's on a Canadian team? Listen. He's not five eight. He's five ten. 
We like Quinn Hughes. Yeah. I don't know if Quinn Hughes likes you. Oh, man. Probably not. <laughs> I, I, the problem is, well, well, oh, I like this one from, we are you, okay, so just to reset again for the fifth time, we asked people to give us American awards for our award show, which will be the final show of the 2022 Athletic Hockey Show Tuesday edition season. We're going to give out American awards. These are all really good. So, but keep them coming because yes. we're we're going to gather them, and at the draft, we're going to have our award show. We're not. And, I, we're we're going to stop going through these on air because yeah, we're going we're to end up, talk we're end about up stealing from stealing from a future show. But just know that we've seen these. If you guys have sent in suggestions, and we're yeah, we're going we're gonna to get back to them. I, I swear because these are these are these really, are good. really good. Perry G says Lou Lamarillo Award for most surprising American person in hockey. What did I just say? We're not going through the categories. Let's talk about this one. Save. <laughs> okay. All right, fine. Keep going. Most surprising American person. Is it surprising what, what, that Lou's he, American or surprising just, that he's accomplished? What he's, what's surprising about Lou? I think the implication is because his name ends in a vowel that he that he's, you know, maybe, maybe. On a, oh, he's, he sh- he's he Italian? Be, Lou Labarello. <laughs> All right. Uh. Here's some, there's some other good ones. Honorary American. Uh, the Honorary American's a good one we will do. And the Honorary American team, I think we know the winner, but that we'll, we'll do. I hope I got to start taking notes. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's your take on teams allowing clearing slash clearing injured players to play in the playoffs? This is from Bruno L. I understand the teams want to win, but there's no way that dry side should have been medically cleared to play. Uh, um. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. um, I've I've got two thoughts on this. If you wanna, I get pulled in different directions here because I look at Drysital and I'm like, okay, that he's got a terribly sprained ankle, and that to me is different than, you know, we always we always bring up Bergeron here. Bergeron was the Bergeron was the pivot point in twenty, whatever whenever that that year they lost to. Uh, to the Kings was when it was just when it was just the laundry list of all the th- the things that went wrong with him, and he's getting feted and cheered for it, especially back then. And I was like, no, wait, this is uh this is bad. Like how how does this how does this happen? Right? Were concussions a part of that at the time? So that's no. that's where I draw the line is with the concussions. I'll let players play through ankles all day. Like what's Leon, you're gonna tell Leon Drysdale he can't try to win a Stanley Cup because of his ankle? I think it's tough because you have to. On some level, yeah, you want to protect players and not force them into situations that they wouldn't, you know, because I think that is people, hockey players are compelled always because of the culture and because of the moment to maybe do things that aren't in their best interest. But I think you also have to give players some degree of autonomy over their own bodies. Like if they understand the risk and they know like, hey, Leon, like you're going to be in terrible pain here and you're playing on a, on a on a high ankle sprain that if it happened in January, you'd be out for a month. You know, if they understand the risks in in one in one gut through it, mm-hmm. and it's and it's joint stuff or extremity stuff, not internal injuries, not yeah. he- head injuries. I have a hard time telling those guys that they that they can't do it. Like if they don't have, if they're not setting themselves up for for major damage down the line, if they understand the risks. And they're mentally, you know, and, and they're not dealing with like a brain injury or whatever. Then yeah. I, then I'm, I that might be that might be caveman shit for me. But I think you should let those guys decide what they want to do. And if they're good enough to play, and if the coach decides that they're good enough to 
that they're not too injured to to trot out there and good enough to help, I think they should be allowed to do it because I think that's part of that's part of the sport and it's part of the draw. And I think you need to let people make choices about their own bodies when it comes to that sort of stuff. Ah, well said. I, I agree. No. What? Um, Matt K. Oh, is, this, is this another Pittsburgh? We don't want to do that one. It is. It is. Hey. You don't have to worry about that one. All right. But I, he's he's saying the Debrinket erasure on the American show is sad. I would agree, Matt yeah, K. Just, you, you call us out. Fix we it. we fixed it, and we will. We're going to treat him like it's Mitch Marner on the trade block because it is. You know what I mean? Like if Mitch Marner yeah. was on the trade block, it would be leading every every episode of Leaf Leafs Lunch or whatever is going on. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, uh, Myrtle and Myrtle <laughs> and Jonas would 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 be writing about it three times every day. Yeah, we're gonna. If I wrote, I would write about Debrinket every day this off season. Nicholas K. I'm not terribly surprised that. Craig was infuriated by Sean using advanced concepts like three is more than two. He went to a school that focused on cows for Christ's sake. Okay. Is that, so, so that, that is the deal with Michigan state. I didn't realize it was a, it was a farmer school. Look, this, and we've, we've, like we've stupid heard of things heard Michigan fans say to like, to try to, <laughs> to downgrade the Michigan state has the best, you can name it business, journalism, whatever you're, cause I'm going through this with my son who is of age to go to college you can pick pick a topic in Michigan State is best in the world or in the conversation, in my opinion. Um, because it's the country's first land grant university. First, um, yeah, proud of it too. I'm not proud. Of, I'm not ashamed of cows. And farming is a noble profession. Nicholas K. Um, I wish I wish I was a farmer. I, there's still oh my there's gosh, still time. every day. <laughs> there's still time every day. I wish. Um, I. It's, it has a history of agriculture that um, I'm proud of as well. So, and, but math, mm-hmm. I don't know. Math has never been my strong suit. <laughs> that, I, I that, being said, that being said, I hate math. I'm not I, good at I it. I said three is more than two a dozen times last week. So, we, we, won't, we won't go into it again. Yardena is back with a style guide update. Good. Three Zs. She'll take recommendations for other entries, but the Zs are non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. The next meeting for style guide amendments will be held at Tipsy McStaggers. As for hockey, Sean's Pittsburgh bias really showed on the question of the Lightning being a dynasty. Then again, maybe that's just my Tampa bias talking. Look, I'm not saying that Tampa is not a dynasty. I just don't. I think they're number. I think they're second because say it with me, Craig. No. Three is more than two. You're done. Uh, Sorry. You're not wrong. In fairness to Pronman, says Wes, Makar's skating might be only above average. We talked about this last week. Corey is sticking to, sticking to the assessment that Kale Makar's an above average skater as opposed to an elite. But the way Makar moves on the ice isn't skating; it's magic, which is which is true. I I think that's sort of that's sort of the the distinction the distinction there. Maybe not the magical fastest, skating. I like beautiful Peter Baugh, God bless him. Just wrote another deep dive into Kale Makar today. Like. Like backstories to Kel McCarr. Uh, like how many are left? Kel McCarr's 21 or whatever. He's got to do this for the next decade. Peter Baugh. Good luck. You, uh, Pete. I, I mean, <laughs> you need to have this conversation. You need to have this conversation with Pete. Like, do you, do you keep some in the chamber or do you just empty it now that they're, that they're, uh, that they're on the run? That's a tough, that's a tough strategic choice. Can we read Tom B's award idea? Cause it's good. Oh yeah. Tom B, how about an award for best American rookie? You could call it the Little Tuesday Urban Achiever. <laughs> I love it. 
we're doing that. And we're not going to talk about who the best rookie is, the best nope. American rookie is here, here, but that is going to be engraved on the plaque and sent to whoever ends up winning it. I do like this best American themed hockey podcast. We will be handing that out. <laughs> it's weirdly, not, it's weirdly not us. It's whatever, whatever Chris Peters is doing probably. Oh, for sure. Thank you guys for doing this every week. It's a lot of fun and it just gives us an opportunity to sit here and speak extemporaneously, right? It's fun. It's the best segment for a reason. And it's, it's because we're not in charge of it. The users are. I also like that we have a cat. I want to like get all these people together at Tipsy McStaggers. Mm -hmm. Now we have like friends of the show. I feel like we're like, this is like peak 90s sports talk where it was like the same people weighing in. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I, I can you know think what I mean? of like, like Jim Rome would have like, like the person oh, in Pasadena God, yeah. or whatever that was sending faxes. Who I think I know on, who that was, by the way. But anyways, <laughs> some of those guys on Jim Rome got shows of their own. Some, some of the, some of the, the go-to guys who, who were calling in. JT You're that Jesse W? You might have your own. <laughs> yeah. You can be careful. Michael Michael K. Ardenna's going to have her own podcast on the episode. Can we just give her Thursday? She could have Thursday. Thursday I show. Mean, we can move Thursday to Tuesday. We get, we no longer record. Yeah, yeah, we don't yeah, do we anything. Do. That we don't have to do a thing. We just license, we just license this out. It can be the Cousins and Gentilly Memorial Tuesday podcast. Um, Judd Brackett joins Mike Russo this weekend straight from The Source. Mike, who's who's out there, not only writing about the wild, but covering the Stanley Cup Finals like a like a Maniac. champ. Yep. Uh, Rob Pizzo, Sarah Sivian, and Jesse Granger are doing the Wednesday Roundtable. As always, we're not trying to remove them from the equation. I was just trying to get out of work. It's great. Listen to we're it. You're removed from the equation. Yeah. Make sure you, uh, if you enjoy us and only us, leave a review and and mention Sean by name in the review, mm-hmm. and make sure it's five stars. Wherever it is you listen to podcasts, it really helps us. And the more people that listen to us, the more you have to listen to us. And sadly, the show is gaining in popularity. I, I look at the numbers because I am ai love math, as I've stated. No, actually, <laughs> I love numbers. I like looking at like ratings and stuff. And it's going pretty well for the old Tuesday show and the Athletic Hockey show. And That's thank great. you for that. Um, subscribe to the Athletic Audio Plus on Apple Podcasts to get all the bonus content from our entire network including the one where we just talked about that's coming up in two weeks. Start with a 30-day free trial, then just 99 cents a month after that. And right now, and right now only, get an annual subscription to The Athletic for just $1 a month for six months when you visit theathletic.com slash hockey show. And then you can go leave comments and become a friend of the show. And possibly do more free labor for The Athletic. You never know. Reach, just consider it. Reach just, for the. Reach just for consider. The, reach for the. Yeah. <laughs> Pay us money to subscribe, please. Right. right. That's the first part of this equation, and then provide content for us. Right. If you end up hosting the Tuesday show, this is. We should be clear here. You will not be paid for any. Oh yeah. No. No. We will. It's on a, this is. This is. This is on a volunteer <laughs> basis. But you do have to pay us to, to have access to help <laughs> Correct. Uh, you will not be getting a free subscription either. So mm-hmm. no, you, no, 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 no. Let's be clear about that, that as well. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, Max Baltman, everybody's favorite, is subbing for me on the Tuesday show. I'm glad. I need. I need a, a, need a Max week here. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's been. been it's been. You've been, been, been around for too long. Um, what are we going to do at the draft? You and I. That's the question. We do a live. Do we do a live a live show in the app? 
We'll do whatever you want, John. I'm only there for like a day. I'm in and out, so we gotta. I know. Don't roll your eyes. I just. I gotta go to. Vacation? uh, No, not vacation. I'm going to Vegas for the NBA uh, summer league to meet with some writers there. Oh, just good. Good for you. Good for them. Good for really. Good for them. (laughs) It's their their pleasure. Uh, so Max subs in. Uh, also, of course, use the hashtag uh, THS Tuesday Boys with three Z on your mm-hmm. Dennis, um call. Not five. Just one, yeah. Thank you to uh, Brady Kachuk, of course, for joining yeah. the podcast and being such a good, great guest. Um, up for anything. Thank you to producer Jeff for pulling this all together, for making this such a fun show. And thank you to the users. Who asked questions? Thank you to everyone who subscribes to the Athletic. Thank you to thank you. my family. Thank you to my <laughs> I friends. I would like to thank. Bye. Thank you to Craig's dog, Burlington. Burlington. Thank you to the Amazon man who's probably due to show up. Yeah, I, I think the I think the Amazon man is my favorite extended universe character here. When he comes in and Bur- I've Burlington been watching my window like as we wrap up. We had we somehow threaded the needle between Amazon deliveries and Burley getting all worked up so let's get the hell out of here before something else happens all right bye everybody bye